0: This is Trans Chat, a podcast where trans folk chat about ourselves, things important to us, and our communities. Today on Trans Chat, we will be briefly discussing threats of violence and toxic masculinity. The word queer will be used. I'd like to give listeners, with sensitivity to profanity, a heads up that we will be highlighting a trans business with profanity in its name. A brief musical transition precedes this 30-second uncensored highlight. Hi, folks. Today we will be chatting with Jen. She is the executive director of the Gender Freedom Society, which is the, the nonprofit that uh, this podcast is, is part of. Uh, she also is one of the original admins and co creators of the, the Trans Nonbinary and Gender Queer Network, um, which is a Facebook group that, that provides support and assistance to, to trans, nonbinary, and um, metagender folk. So I I will let uh, Jen introduce herself and share some stuff about us and we'll start chatting and see where that goes. So Jen.
1: Jen, pronouns, she, her, 37 years old. Hey, Luna, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. One thing that we realized a long time ago, probably about 2017, um, when we were starting Trans Non-Binary and Gender Queer Network, uh, was that we had a a need in the community that we weren't getting from a lot of the other Facebook groups. we kept hearing the same stories about, uh, you know, groups not being inclusive. And so we created a community uh, to to gather those types of people so that we could further that idea.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it was part of the original discussion, but I know in many trans spaces uh, that I frequent digitally, um, one of the concerns is, is that those that are admining or modding the groups don't belong to various trans communities. They're, they're allies, and they're very interested in being supportive, but they don't have those experiences that kind of uh, are, are very vital to being able to run a, a safe and you know, healthy environment uh, for trans folks to just exist.
1: Absolutely. You're, you're, uh, you couldn't be more right. The idea behind having a cis person running our group just doesn't sit well with me and it's nothing there's nothing against cis people but they you're you're right we don't they don't have the experiences to understand what we need in our space i'm glad to have allies and supportive people as a part of our community i should say as a part of our group but for them to make any decisions um just doesn't doesn't mesh with me so
0: would it would it be appropriate for me to share you know par- part of part of us admining and, and and moderating um, the groups mm-hmm. is is deciding you know what what things are appropriate what 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 things are are actually funny <laughs> would be a good example when it comes to like memes and stuff and uh, I, I know that when it comes to things related to, to ethnicity and my wife's experiences, I may be informed as a spouse and as somebody who's observed some of these things, but but I can't relate to the experiences and, and I'm, not, I'm not qualified to determine if something is, is, you know, mocking the community or if something is, is on that gray line.
1: Exactly. And honestly, the only people that can really determine that is members of our community. And that's why we've developed such a st- strategic plan. We, we've completely revamped uh, over and over our rules, our policies, and I'm just talking specifically about our team and how our team functions as far as operations go for the group. Yeah, We have continued over the last four years, trial and error, uh, making mistakes and learning from them, and what we have now is probably considered one of the greater trans Facebook groups.
0: Yeah, I, I think last time I checked, we, we are, we're the, the, the se- second highest population. And the feedback that I've received in our group from members versus what I've observed in, in other trans spaces is that that, that folks appreciate our approach. Um, you know, we, we evaluate the intake of all applicants, and, and that can sometimes be 20 or 30 minutes make sure that there are no red flags or 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 concerning things
1: yeah we've learned from our mistakes of just letting people in a little bit easier uh early on and so we started screening and that screening process actually got more in depth as the years passed and like you said looking at that process now uh, is very involving almost like a job interview Um, we are essentially interviewing Every single person that wants access to this group.
0: Yeah, we, we, we care very much about the safety. So it's not something that gets published or a lot of a lot of information, but folks in the trans communities, you know, they're they're hesitant when they share information about themselves because there are risks when when you're on a, a digital platform and you share a picture of yourself. If if there are malicious individuals in that group that aren't being controlled for. You know, there can, there bad bad consequences can happen. May I ask you, what what is, maybe what's the most interesting interaction or event that you've experienced um, as an admin?
1: I mean, should we talk about... I um, think we could
0: talk about the person.
1: Maybe we'll just not use the their name. name or pronouns. So J Doe, or J we'll call them for short, uh, was a person who was interested in uh, obtaining a position on the moderator team, which we interviewed I'll explain the interview process a little bit because I want you to know how just how in depth it is. And so (laughs) we start off by having a text-based panel style interview with questions asked uh, Mavis actually does the, uh, the hiring at this time. And so they have a, a huge list of questions and they spend probably hours sometimes talking to this person in a chat. When they complete this, we remove that person from the chat, and then we invite the rest of the team in to take a look. Once we're done with that, we basically take a vote from any of the team members that are in the chat to determine whether this person feels like they are worthy to join our team. If we decide to have them join the team, they are offered a one month probationary period at minimum. Sometimes we extend that probation based on performance or questionable
0: training that exactly. needs to occur. Uh, concerns that we want to to, to to wait and see. you know, are these going to snowball into larger concerns or, or problematic behavior or or is this something that with more exposure to the system and, and you know the process if, if folks are able to fit into that?
1: Right. So once this process is complete and we bring them onto the team, the first thing we do is start adding them to our group chats, which we have. This is how we maintain internal operations of the group. This is a place for new people to absorb information, ask questions and gather just exactly how they're supposed to be doing their job. And then it also gives us an opportunity to get to know them as a person uh, understand how they function, and help guide them and mold them into, uh, you know, a top-notch moderator.
0: Um, yeah, there, there there are many things that, like in um, customer service positions, where, where you learn to de-escalate a situation, or, you know, we hone our communication so that it is um, appropriately soft, but also appropriately
1: firm when it comes to some of the issues that arise. Sometimes we have to lay down you know, a very firm fist on things. It's not something that's pleasant sometimes, but it is part of the safety and security of the group. And so to continue the story, we found Jay, Jay Doe, to be an an, an acceptable person, friendly person, uh, passed through all the trainings. And this just goes to show, even with the extreme that we go to, we still had somebody slip through the cracks that was was not necessarily good for the team, and that is where our probation comes into play. This person was able to show us what type of person they are while on their probation. Was it was it still probation? Um, I believe
0: that the issues escalated when the the probation period was was decided to be extended.
1: We all we all have to think exactly the same way. That is definitely not the case. My team, our team values everybody's opinions, regardless of their position, how long they've been here, what they do, everybody's opinion is valued and listened to and respected.
0: Yeah. Um, Like I've been very impressed having worked in in different group settings, uh, whether it was customer service, whether it was security and safety, uh, and and as uh, special events coordinating. And uh, I always felt very policed um, I, I, I I would be told that I couldn't use y'all instead of Sir and Ma'am because I, I was trying to be respectful that sir and ma'am don't necessarily apply to everybody. And I, I think that we're allowed to have our quirks shine when it comes to expressing things a little bit differently. I mean we have many we have ne- many neurodivergent folks on, on our team and, and you know that that, that uh, shows through in how they communicate things. I, I take uh, generally an informal approach to some of my communication with the the group members and announcements and stuff, and they're they're often peppered with pop culture references uh, and, and things like that. So no, I, I think I think that people are allowed to really be themselves, but when that is harming other individuals is, is is where those limitations start arising.
1: And that's exactly why they are no longer a part of our team.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if it'd be appropriate. I think it's appropriate because we're, 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 we're talking vaguely about uh, individuals. But this culminated into death threats and um, threats that were applied to the Modmin team outside of Facebook. Folks' personal accounts were interacted with. My children were mentioned in some of the, uh, the, the threats of harm.
1: And so we put a stop to that. By doing research, finding where the person lived, and contacting the police in their local area,
0: and we were informed that this was not the first time uh, that something like this had happened. I think I think the story, though, you know, il- illustrates just how importantly that we we take um, the safety of our members and, and the team. Yes, we do. One thing we'd like to do with TransChat is highlight trans creators, works, products, and services. Today we are highlighting Bitch Corner. Looking for some primo pins, stunning stickers, and extraordinary original art? This queer owned business has over 100 amazing products and also does custom orders. Check out Bitch Corner, the best place on Etsy for bitchcraft and bitchery. Have there been super rewarding experiences or events? Because I, I I know that like the whole process is rewarding and being able to see the community grow, at least for me, has been quite rewarding. Um, is there something that or a few things you could pinpoint
1: as? First of all, the team itself. I know we're I know I'm, we're talking specifically about the group, but I just want to mention the the family and. I don't want to say brother sisterhood cause that's not, that doesn't fit. So let me think of another word real quick. Hold on. What am I, the camaraderie is that
0: camaraderie? I mean, I, I, I mentioned in, in one of the previous episodes that my sister and I uh, no longer have a relationship and I, I have stronger relationships with many of the people on the team stronger than I ever had with my sister and stronger than um, I've ever had with many of my friendships and it's meant a lot to me. I, I actually I also mentioned in one of the previous episodes that how having a queer family really provided the space for me to come out um, with the fear that I was going to lose all all of my family, but I knew that I had people that cared about me and that that love was real. Sorry, I'm choking up a little bit. Uh, me too. Sorry, and I, I, did, I didn't mean to to jump in and hijack no. that.
1: That's okay. I think it just shows like how deep our friendship and I like friendship does not even friendship doesn't even describe the the type of relationship that our our team has and it's and it's something that actually transmits out into the group. And we have such such a positive group even in such a time and a position and a reasoning for this whole community to get together in the first place. So we it it literally emanates over everything, and the positivity comes from from this team. I really believe that. Yeah. So one of the greatest gifts, aside from just the friendships that I've made, is are the personal stories that we hear that we see message sometimes to our page, or sometimes to just one of the admin or moderators, saying this group has changed my life yeah. for the better. I this group has saved my life. We've had a few of those yeah. where where we evidently were responsible for so we've had we've even had a few opportunities where we were evidently responsible for saving lives and that even with just one life saved like that's a, that's a gift something that I'll remember for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I I, I think several of, of the folks in the last couple of months that have joined the mod team have expressed how amazing it is to be able to be on this end, having experienced some of that life-saving support and some of that, that camaraderie in, in the group at just the time that it was, it was most needed. Um, Absolutely. and, and we've, we've had, had a lot of feedback like that. It It helps me feel like we're on the right track.
1: Right? Right. So one of the, one of the, I'm not going to be specific, but, basically one of the new moderators, newer moderators said, I received the gift from this group. So I want to give back the same gift if I can. And so that was something very, very beautiful, that very touching to me, that I, I was really glad to be a part of that.
0: So as, as we talk about the team and the group as, as, as family and you know, these strong friendships, uh, I, I would like to 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 point out that I've I've worked at places that frame their companies as families and things like that, and uh, you know I think they tried, but I, but I feel that they missed the mark, and you know for several months I was kind of hesitant to really open up to the team, and uh, as as we continued to to, to be involved um in these things you know actually being able to see that the the actions match the words i i don't know if you have work experiences that you would feel comfortable sharing that maybe were a different type of environment or that we're not accepting of of folks quirks or eccentricities or their orientation or their identities
1: i've worked for i've done cable tv satellite uh, utility locating just as an example and those three Industries have made up the last practically 20 years of my professional work history. Okay, all three of those industries are pretty heavily male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's necessarily anything bad with that, but what comes with that is typically aggressive, toxic masculinity. You know, una- unable to share uh, like who you are and be yourself for fear of retaliation or Uh, doxing, I guess maybe doxing isn't the right word, but definitely not able to be an open trans person comfortably in these environments. I definitely don't feel safe. Barely feel safe even mentioning uh, something about a trans person um, in the first place. Yeah. So my first job that I'm thinking of is a satellite company. Uh, There was probably about 40 technicians. I would say 35, 36 of them were men um and then me okay and about two women so like two cis women i should say um it's just a typically you know very a very negative culture exists there which i'm sure are they are seen in other industries such as construction and and things uh, i believe yeah, we,
0: we, we've talked in the past um you and i about uh my my grandfather well I don't I don't know if I shared this component, but my grandfather owned and, and ran a construction company in, in Nevada that did some work in Vegas and um, I grew up working with with my father and my grandfather or more often I wasn't really working I, I was I was observing and learning in in construction environments and uh, you know the the maybe the worst components that we think of in like a locker room setting were very much present in those places and it wears on you and the more you're exposed to it the more normalized it becomes and, and it becomes harder to maybe filter out uh, joining in or or, or, or or sharing in that language and those topics and those, those approaches.
1: Absolutely. I have had to unlearn that culture. It's taken me 10 years and it is still something that is difficult to me to this day where I work now, which is also a male dominated industry. I feel my desire to engage with these people in terrible, toxic conversations that are completely inappropriate and I have to stop myself. So obviously... It's something that takes a lot of time to get past.
0: Hey folks, thanks for joining us today on TransChat. Chat. In our next episode, Jen and I will discuss more about work experiences. And Jen will educate me about the matrix. We hope you all will join us next week.